Well, you shouldn't abort your baby because it might grow up and cure cancer. I can't even do math in my head. And you think I'm gonna produce a cancer-curing baby? Please. What do you do if you come across a bearded man? Apologize and wipe it off. Remind everyone to Bob's shame. The answers he gave us and give me 20 seconds on the clock, please. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. So is this what we're having to raise our kids now in? That we have to tell them at 10 years old what an all-gender bathroom is and why? I was three years old. I was taught that an all-knowing, all-powerful being in the sky impregnated a 12-year-old without her consent just so he could murder her baby when it became an adult. And then I was forced to celebrate the anniversary of that murder every single year for the rest of my life. And if I didn't accept that that murder was committed on my behalf, then I would spend an eternity burning in fire. So. My nipples make me thirsty. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> Is there like a thing that happens with your body in response to another thing that happens to your body that's like very unusual. Well, for me, it's when um, anybody, including myself, touches my nipples, I get very thirsty. Is that a thing or is it just me? Is it just me or is that a thing? Let me set that time. In a minute, I'm gonna need a cinnamon roll from the oven to fill me up. What's Peter Pan's favorite place to eat out? Wendy's. Oh, oh, oh. I, I arranged a threesome a couple of weeks ago. Mm. <laughs> there were there were obviously two no shows, but we still had a good time. Hey, fuckers! Guess what? I love you. Just in case you haven't heard it today, I'm feeling off this morning. Is Mercury fingering Pluto again? Because I'm feeling nice. What is that about? I've officially hit that weight where my titties bounce when I drive over a bump. Sometimes I get a cramp in my second chin when I yawn. According to Stouffer's lasagna math, I'm a family of four. My face turns blue when I cut my toenails and I have to come up for air. And I can't stand houses with low toilets because they could be a bitch to get up off of it after I drop a deuce. Just some fun facts about me. Welcome back to a hot mess podcast. My titties are jiggling right now, so I'm feeling it. <laughs> I can't. But do they? But do they make you thirsty? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I will say, when I was pregnant, I did try my breast milk, so maybe a little. I don't know. But no, I, I, I think she meant, uh, you know, that when somebody touches her nipples, it makes her thirsty. But why? Like it, it just. Didn't, I mean. It's one of those things, you know how they had those tests, like they, they would test like, I don't know what, I can't remember what the, it's called, um, where you would train something like if you hear a specific sound or you, if there's a specific action, it causes a different reaction. Kind of like when. Um, uh, when you like touch, I mean, I've touched like a parts of my body and then all of a sudden I itch somewhere else kind of like that it's one of those reactions like oh. they say like they like uh uh they would train mice that way where like you would they would hear a yes. bell and they knew it was it yeah. was time to have some cheese that would be nice episode. if i <laughs> touched my nipples and i was like money you you want water i mean i'm not the best at drinking water so if i could just pinch <laughs> my nipples and like want to chug a bottle of water i'd be like that'd be fucking fantastic 
<laughs> That'd be great. Wait, that's a superpower. Right. <laughs> yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a Hummus Podcast. We are so happy to be back for another week. Hope you guys are enjoying your Monday. It's a fresh start, new week. Hi, Ernesto. How are you? I'm I'm good. I, I'm doing good. I, I'm not thirsty because I'm far away from no. my nipples, but yeah. You didn't, you didn't pinch your nipples today? Mm-mm. Didn't still, okay. yeah. Damn. All right. I was hoping you were going to like crave a milkshake or something by twisting them. So I, I don't know. I think it's belly button talk right there. <laughs> it's like it's my butthole. Shove <laughs> a finger up my butthole and then maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I want a uh, milkshake from there. Yeah. <laughs> milkshake with a pinky up my ass. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's chocolate pudding. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't. I can't. How's your how was your weekend? How was your past week? What's going on in life? How are you? Um, I'm doing good. I, uh, I the past week was good. It was, um, it, you know, my daughter. Well, every, you know, both kids are out of school now, but my daughter, she's moving on to high school. She's, yeah, everyone's everyone's graduating and yeah, going on summer break. Uh, it's no longer called graduation when you go from eighth when you go from middle school or junior high school to high school. It's a, it's a culmination okay. now. They don't call it graduation. Okay. It's called a culmination. Oh, they're getting bushy. Yeah. They're getting bushy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, got it. I got it. Fair so enough. That happened. That happened, and um, uh, it was nice. It was good. It was outdoors. They did it a little different. I think it was also due to COVID. You know, they didn't walk the stage like right they had before. What they did was they had all the kids sitting in. They, they bunched the chairs up in, in, in groups of three. They were all in rows, but they were separated, you know, but they were in groups of three and okay. each kid could have two people sitting with them. And then anybody else that came for that would have to sit in the back. So I sat in the back and let, I let uh, uh, my daughter sit with her mom and her brother. Okay. Uh, but. Oh, so they're sitting with family, not with like. They're other not sitting with their classmates. Or, they're not okay. sitting with okay. their classmates. So gotcha. each one has their own little, what they called pods. Okay. And they're all numbered pods. And, you know, so my daughter had number 80. I think it was out of 112 uh, students that were culminating. Okay. And, uh, and then each one sat with the kids. And instead of them walking up a stage where their name was called, they went down kind of the rows and their name was called. They stood up and one of the people that was sitting with them put a, like a medallion over on them. Okay. So it was, it was cool. I like that. That's and, then, cute. and then afterwards she went and she grabbed her, her certificate you know, where they had the station where they could pick up the certificates. But that was that was cool. I liked that. Well, I liked what they did. It was just the announcing of the names they kind of screwed up on. They were screwing up because at first they were doing it pretty well because they were live streaming it as well for people who couldn't show up. So there were okay. it was like a Zoom. So they were doing it at the, fir- the first couple of rows. They were doing it. The person who was video, who was live streaming it, was walking mm-hmm. down the rows and it was zigzagging. So he was going from left to right. Then the next row, he was going from right to left. But they had three different people announcing the names. I don't know why mm-hmm. they decided to do that. But once they went to the second person they started doing it left to right left to right left to right and then skipped the whole row so it was kind of a little confusion right they there didn't but have, they, they didn't have their shit together for sure unfortunately they didn't the, the second and third person didn't the first person yeah. she was on oh, she was on top of it but the yeah. second and third person didn't unfortunately but and you know what was weird is that even the valedictorian i don't know what happened they didn't explain it but the valedictorian couldn't make it so i don't know if it was a COVID thing or, or yeah. what but unfortunately valedictorian couldn't make it the salutatorian did speak but the valedictorian didn't COVID um, has honestly fucked up everything it was, for our yeah, kids, it's, it's, for our lives. And, right. you know, obviously, like, I know COVID is a real thing, but just in the way our kids have been brought up, even with my son, you know, like, 
going to school and like kids club and daycare and things like that. Like it's kind of fucked everything up it and really it's sad has. for the kids. Yeah. It's sad. Well, you know, the one thing that we can understand, I mean, the thing, the thing about the, the thing about kids is that they are very adaptable as long they're as they're resilient for sure. You, as long as, as a parent, you actually encourage that and, and don't, and don't, yes. it, cause they'll, they'll pretty much feed off of how you respond to it. So if you respond poorly, then they're going to take it poorly. I mean, it's all, that's all a learned response. So fortunately throughout the whole thing, my kids were good. You know, my kids were good because we kind of kept it as, as positive as we could. You have to, they, um, they did. There were some of the, I mean, even all of their teachers at the time were telling us that your kids were, you know, your son or your daughter were very attentive. They were always, they always were listening, paying attention. So they were pretty much on top of it the whole time. It actually was probably one of the most beneficial things for my daughter, which is crazy to say, but this all, uh, everything that happened taught her how to focus better. That was one of her biggest issues mm-hmm. before COVID was focused, being able to stay focused in class because she would just dream off into her own little world, which, you know, my kids, girl, kids do. <laughs> yeah, she would, she would do that. But yeah. because she had to actually look and focus on the screen to keep it, you know, to, to pay attention to the teachers on the screen, she learned how to prioritize and focus, which right. is great. I think it was wonderful. So that was a benefit from there. One of the things that I think is a crutch now for the kids, because, you know, for us, one of our, one of our, one of the things is kind of, we didn't have the kind of technology that they have now. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. We didn't yeah. have that. So they're kind of more dependent on that technology. They're tech savvy. I was never tech, tech savvy back in the day. Well, even ever. if you're not tech savvy, they're still dependent on it. So yeah. like, for example, there was an issue that happened a couple of weeks ago with my daughter, which I mean, I can honestly say it was probably the scariest 10 minutes of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Scariest 10 minutes of my entire life. So the kids, they live with their mom and I go and pick them up every morning to take them to school. Mm-hmm. On Wednesdays, I pick them up and they come with extra stuff, like their extra backpack with their whatever they're bringing because they stay with me the rest of the week. Right. Last Wednesday, uh, it didn't happen that way. Their stepdad was uh, was not going to go to work. So he was going to he was going to take them to work or to school. Okay. And then he was going to pick them up after school with their stuff and then drop them off to me. Okay, that's cool. They left in the morning. And then my son texted me, said that she get that my daughter forgot her phone. Okay. You know, and I, and I want to say now, right now, especially in this time and generation, like it's so prevalent for our kids, especially, you know, getting into the teenage years or whatever to have a, because if you have to contact your parents or whoever, like you need a cell phone at oh, sure. this time. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So that, you know, that happened. She forgot her phone and they didn't go back to get it. He was just going to bring it with him when, you know, he picked them up after school because, you know, she okay. doesn't really need it at school during school, at least. Well, something happened and he couldn't pick them up. So I was going to pick them up and then take them to, to back to their house to get their stuff. But did he tell you that you were going to pick them up? Yeah. They let me know his, his mom, their their mom let me know that I was going to pick them up. You know, Uh, he had to do something else. It was just another thing that he had to take care of. So he couldn't actually go pick them up. And I had no problem with that. You know, I I had no problem. But also on Wednesdays, my daughter has, um, she stays after school for her science club. Okay. So she stays there for an hour after school. I pick up my son and I'm about to, we're just going to straight, because she was going to be at at science club. We were just going to go straight to their house to pick up their stuff and then pick her up afterwards because science club was pretty much going to be over by that time. But I had some, some, some sneaking, some suspicious feeling that I wanted to talk to their mom 
who was home because she was not feeling well and mm-hmm. ask her if she knew that if they let her know that she could still go to science club because she was under the impression that her stepdad was picking her up. And when her stepdad okay. has picked her up previously on a Wednesday, she wouldn't go to science club because, you know, they don't live so close that he was going to wait around. He, she he, she yeah. would just miss science club and then he would pick them up and then go to home. So I call, I had, uh, so my son called her and she's like, well, yeah, I think she, well, actually, no, she didn't answer at first. So I'm like, all right, we'll call your stepdad. And then her stepdad said, well, yeah, she knows she has science club. So yeah, I, I would assume that she was going to stay for science club. But then uh, we spoke with her mom a couple of minutes later on our way over to their house. And unfortunately she was like, I don't know. I wasn't sure. I'm not, I'm not sure if she was going to stay. I, I, I don't know. Can you call the school and find out? So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll find out. I'll find out if they have science club. Sometimes they didn't have science club, but unfortunately right. without her cell phone, we couldn't get a hold of her and ask her what was going on. So I called the school and yes, they did have science club. We're like, okay, perfect. And she's at science club. No worries. Uh, we get to the house. We were only about two minutes away from the house by that time. We get to the house and her mom says, her mom says, well, did you find out if she was in science club? I'm like, oh no, I just, I just wanted to make sure she had science club. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let me call back when he, while he goes inside and gets their stuff. So I call back to school and then they say, no, she's not in science club. Oh shit. Now, My heart would just like drop. Now it was point. an uh-oh moment. We're like, wait a minute. What? Well, where is she? Yeah. yeah. And so we're like, okay. And so, and so now mom panics. I get my son back in the car and we start heading back over towards the school to look for her because we have no right. idea where she is and we can't get a hold of her because she doesn't have her phone. Yeah. I call her mom and say, you know what? Can you call the school back and just confirm, double check, make sure that, you know, she's not in science club. You call back while we're heading back over there because she was going to be at home, but she had already, she, even though feeling sick, she got in the car because she was going to rush over and look for her as well. Cause yes, we want no idea where she is. Yeah. So yeah. she, and she has no phone. And she has no so phone. There's no, no way, way to get a hold of her. Um, yeah. normally she, we would ask her grandma to check because her grandma lives literally two blocks away. That's my, uh, their mom's mom Yeah. normally, but she wasn't home either. She and her, uh, she and their grandfather were not home, but yeah. so we just, we had no idea. So she called back and then she called us back after she got off the phone in school and they said the school was going to do, they were going to announce her name over the loudspeaker, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of the school and, 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 you know, somebody was going to look around the school to see if she's around somewhere there about five minutes pass, and, and my son and I are less than 10 minutes away by that time about five minutes pass, and I call the the office and yes she's there oh my gosh I told him call your mom let her know let her know she's yeah. there that feeling of like okay I know exactly where she's at that had to be like the most amazing it was the feeling. most amazing feeling ever and I can hear right. it in her voice that she was a little freaked out as well i could hear panic yeah. i'm sure so we call her mom and her mom goes back home she was already about about to get onto the freeway to head over to to the school too mm-hmm. so she's like okay good so she gets back she goes back home i'm like i'll have her call you as soon as she gets in the car so my son and i pull up to the front of the school and i have my son get out of the car and go to the front office knock on the front office to get my daughter right. as soon as the door opens she flings and she just she she wraps her arms around her brother and just starts bur- she bursts into tears like she was Aww. so relieved that that he was there and she was terrified and it just brought tears to my eyes i was i welled up immediately and started crying and it right. was i mean it was it was scary and for, to see her react that way made me realize how afraid she was and it wasn't just yeah. that she was afraid of what was going on. She was afraid of how we were going to react once we got her. 
she was afraid that they were yeah. going to be disappointed in her or angry with her and yeah no way was i that in no way i was was i that she gets in the car and still crying and i'm like call your mom she goes mom is mom mad at me i'm like no just call her she, just call her and speak with her so she calls her still crying i think it, i think it, i think it was a mixture of all things you know and obviously i'm i'm not her i can't ex- you know express it from what she's thinking but i think it yeah you're right it was a mixture of like you know is mom and dad gonna be mad so like this was the first time she didn't have her phone. She was vulnerable. She didn't know if she was going to get picked up. She didn't know what was going on. So much confusion. And that's a lot for a young girl mm-hmm. to kind of go through. Yeah. That's a Especially lot. One that's, who, again, that's a like traumatic said, thing. When we yeah. were kids, we didn't have that. We didn't, we didn't have that. I wouldn't say crush, but we didn't have that the phone. We didn't have that that means of but communication. We didn't, know any, we didn't know any better. We didn't either. have that means of communication. Yeah. If nobody was there, yeah. we'd be like, okay, we'll just walk home or catch the bus or do whatever. Yes. You know, yes. we'll just, that was just how it was. They never had, they've never yeah. had to worry about that because they've always been able right. to, you know, reach out different and say, time. yeah, so it was a completely different time. Exactly. You know, she talked to her mom and everything was, it was fine. Everybody calmed down. Everybody was good. Everybody's pleased, but it really, really just, I mean, it, it brought me to, I was, yeah, it brought me to tears just to see her reaction to that. And one of the reasons why she didn't leave her spot where she was, because she was waiting out where she always gets picked up. And the reason that she didn't leave that spot was because if she walked away and didn't have a phone, she was afraid somebody was going to be upset. If her stepdad pulled up and he, and she wasn't there, now what? Now, but that's smart. That's smart on her part. Like her part, she knew that she knew that like, okay, that's where I get picked up. Great. Since then, I've already spoken to her and told her, okay, this is what you do. If in the event this happens, if for some reason your phone doesn't work and you have no way of getting a hold of us, this is what you do. So now she understands she has a better idea. And you know what? Go to the office or what did you say? Yeah, it was like, you know, there's two things. There were three things. Either walk to your, uh, 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 walk to the school office. If you you know, there's nobody in the school office, walk to your grandma's house. If you know nobody's your grandma's Mm -hmm. house, walk over to, there's a, uh, the, the, the place that my son and I go get our haircut. It's right across the street from her middle school, right Right. across the street. I said, go to her. And then she has my number. She can call me. Good for you. So she has, she has an idea. She has a plan. Good. do that but that's the nice thing when things like this happen it's we like an awakening up, yeah, like okay was... now let's have a conversation mm-hmm. this is what we do in case this ever happens again and i like that that's smart parenting and that's good yeah. on you yeah so, so you know we got yeah. that but it was oh man it was terrifying it yeah was i'm terrifying. sure and it, that's the thing it's just that especially with it being a girl my daughter uh, uh, yeah. uh you know we, we just don't know what is out there sometimes so yeah there's fucking weirdos it's, out it's there scary yeah And I'm glad we talked about that because, you know, we're going to get into like our first topic for, you know, the day. And I will say before I say this word, because it's a harsh word, um, you know, there's a warning on here for, you know, sexual assault. And, you know, if this is something that is hard for you or it triggers you, like maybe this isn't the episode for you to listen to. And that's totally okay. Oh, sure. If yeah. you if you feel like this isn't the episode for you and it's too early and something that you're going through, by all means, shut it off. Listen to us next week. We love you no matter what. And we support you no matter what. Exactly. But with this warning, we will say, you know, I'm just going to come out and say it. We are going to be talking about rape and sexual assault and abuse and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um I mean, again, you guys, these are things that I feel that 
as a hot mess podcast, you guys know we're constantly funny and we joke and all this kind of stuff. But even listening to, you know, your story, Ernesto, even though there was a happy ending, right? it's things could have been worse. Things could have went totally wrong Mm -hmm. and things go totally wrong all the time. So I do want to jump into it and kind of get into this topic because I feel like right now, especially um, in the world and not even just the U.S., it's happening at a rapid pace. Worldwide, yep. Yes, and it's disgusting and it's horrific and it's something that I feel like we really need to talk about. So um, I'm going to get into some statistics in a little bit and kind of give you guys a little bit more of like insight about like what's going on. But, you know, I always like to start with Ernesto and ask a question because that's just kind of how we roll. But Ernesto, have you ever, you know, been through sexual assault or do you know anyone that's been through, you know, sexual assault, rape or anything like that? I have not been personally myself been through it mm-hmm. i've never mm-hmm. experienced it myself uh on either end first of all just to, you know just to mm-hmm. just to make it clear i was never the victim or the perpetrator so yeah. i've never actually there was never a time where i would even have even considered doing something to someone without consent right right um and i do i, I i've known quite a few people that have gone through it yeah so i will share one you know, little fact, every 68 seconds, someone 12 or older, I mean, this goes to all different ages, but these are just the statistics that I've been, you know, brought up with, but every 68 seconds, someone 12 or older is sexually assaulted or abused. That's crazy. And that's fucking disgusting. I think about, you know, my niece who is 12 and she's turning 13 next month. Like, even though I look at her and it's like, she's not a baby anymore. I still see her as a baby. Yeah. She is a child. She is, she like barely has boobs. Like I can't see anyone wanting to harm her. Right. I agree. But the scary thing is, is it's that generation. It's those ages mm-hmm. that people like to go for. Right. And it's absolutely terrifying. It is. It is. As 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 yeah. a father having a daughter who's fourteen years old. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it is terrifying, you know. And it's there's only so much I can do. There's only so much her mom can do, as far as just keeping her as protected as we as we possibly can. Yeah. When they're around us, but they're not always absolutely. going to be around us. They are going to school. They are going to functions outside of school. They're doing things with their friends. That's just we and we cannot we cannot keep them and you inside. and you have to let them live their life yeah. because unless you know you like put a chastity belt on them and keep them inside like you just can't do that no, you just you really really they have can. to live their life I mean you have to talk to them and give them and let them know you know she has an idea a good idea one because we've talked to her but two because she knows people that have also gone through that and she does have the internet internet and she does have social media. So she knows it's out there. She knows she is very smart about that because she does have that information available to her, Mm -hmm. you know? So it is, it is out there and she's not dumb to the fact that it is out there. Right. That being said, there are some manipulative people out there that will trick you into anything. Absolutely. And we have to also keep in mind that 
when we say sexual assault or when even when those statistics say sexual assault they're not they're not they're not just talking about rape or you know no. anything like that a sexual assault could be something it doesn't it doesn't have to mean penetration yeah. it could mean somebody just you know in your butt as you walk by yep, that is slapping your ass anything or, like that yes yes most definitely yeah. and here's the one thing that i want to make clear uh especially with somebody in my generation because i'm not an idiot and i'm not perfect and by by any means but we grew up in a time where we did sexualize women and we still do. Right. We still do. We can't, right. we can't pretend that that doesn't happen. So did I, in one way, shape, or form, make somebody feel uncomfortable sometime? I can almost guarantee that happened. I can't say when it right. did, but I can, I, can, I can almost guarantee that it has happened a, nu- a numerous amount of times because I didn't think that it was what it actually was. Right. There is no man that's in his at least mid-20s that can't say that he has in some way, shape, or form sexualized uh, uh, somebody of the opposite sex, especially if it's a cis straight man. If it's a cis straight man, I, you know, I can't say same for a gay person, but even, an, even, even a gay person can possibly have said or done something that, made, that has made yeah. a woman feel uncomfortable. But this is what I like about you is that you can realize that and you can own up to it and you want to do better and you want to change. Oh, sure. And I love that about you. And I think that's why you and I really connect and we have this great relationship is because I know your heart. I know who you are as a person and you're not a creep. You're not some like weirdo. Like, you know what I mean? Like you respect women. You know, we've done in the past. We've all done weird fucking shit that we're not like, you know, hundred percent like grateful that we've done. And I like that about right. you. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, a, it's admirable. It's the, th- the fact that you even own up to it. That's great. Look, I make the intros and the outros that I make sometimes are just very, very there. They are. They can be of a, of a sexual comedy. nature. But yeah, but I'm but saying that's calm. And I'm very sexual and I love sexual jokes and I love I love all of that. Right. But jokes are jokes. Exactly. But when it comes down to serious matters, when it comes to rape and sexual assault and harming women, I'm not okay with yeah. that. There's a difference. But there's also been clips that I don't use that I know would probably be more triggering to people. So there yeah, are there, there is audio yeah. out there that I, you know, that would kind of fit into one thing or another or, or one of the intros right. or another that I'm just never going to use because it's just like, no, I couldn't put that in there because it, it, it can rub somebody the wrong way. And I'm not saying that anything that I don't put out there now will rub somebody, will not rub anybody the wrong way. Cause there are probably some things on there that people are just like, even in this one here, in this, in this particular intro here, you know, there was, we're talking about, they were talking about in the beginning, we're talking about abortion, talking about there's certain things that yeah. I was yeah. taught uh, about, uh, you know, God, and Jesus and all that. Yeah. yeah and that's probably not going to sit right with everybody here. I, but I do my I mean, best to do, I do my best to make sure that I, I I'm, I'm not very offensive. For me, like you were really super fucking offensive to me when, you know, you played Harry Styles and then you cut it out super fast. And I was like, this motherfucker, like he obviously doesn't care about women. He doesn't care about me. <laughs> Well, see, in he doesn't like Harry Styles. <laughs> in that case, I think I was. This fool. I was being I was being more offensive to Harry than I was to you. Come on, Harry Styles. 
Harry, darling, we we stun Harry Styles. <laughs> no, but I I get exactly what you're saying, Ernesto, and I really do love that because you just you make total sense, and I think it's really rare for men to speak like that. And so I think that's why you and I have always gotten along, uh-huh. and I appreciate you so much because it is nice to find a straight male who has kids who like you know lives in America. Who gets it? Right. It's rare. It's rare these days. Yeah. It's really rare. I've made some really good connections on TikTok with people that do also have that same mindset that are straight, cis, male, uh, okay. in, you know, that are Gen X or millennials that also have that same mindset that I do appreciate and I communicate with often. And even those people there, even, even with that, just uh, they do also realize that they have that inherent misogynist or or, or or they they do benefit from the patriarchy they may benefit okay. from the fact that they're white men they may benefit from the fact that they're attractive men they may be they they understand these things about themselves uh, or and, they were raised that and, way yeah too. and they they, mean, they work at doing better and being better right right so i've been fortunate right. in, in 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 getting to know some people as well yeah. we have a friend of ours who's young and has a good mindset and, and has a good head on his shoulders about that too. Malik, he's, he's very good yeah. about that. Uh, you know, he's, he's a learning, you know, he's still at the age where he's still learning mm-hmm. about life. Um, yeah. But he already has a foot, you know, he already, he's already 10 steps ahead of most men of out the there. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Malik is great. Shout out to Malik. Malik also does Shout out, yeah. I wish I knew his TikTok or Instagram so I could tag it right now. But <laughs> we'll ta- we'll tag it in the in the bio because mm-hmm. we love Malik. And you know, Malik is he's young and he does music and you know, his family is also very religious. Yes, they are. And you know, he's kind of dealing with those own own things, you know, in his life. But yeah, he has it together. He understands life and he's very spiritual. And it was so funny when we did this TikTok meetup and he was on the couch. It was late at night and we were like in the bedroom, like sleeping. I was in the bed. He was on the couch and we stayed up for like hours past everyone else. And we had this crazy like conversation about life and religion and love and relationships and everything. And I was like, this kid fucking gets it. Love him. Yeah, he was what he was. He was the only other male in that TikTok yes. meetup group, and you were yeah. very, very selective as far as who you were going to allow in that yeah. in that group. You yeah. Know? So, and everybody else was comfortable with both of us because they had yeah. a good sense in, in in who we who we were and what we stood for and what we were about. So, absolutely. And I mean, you guys, going back to the, our conversation, like I don't trust a lot of men. And this is the sad reality that we live in. And I hate saying this because I gave birth to a man. I have a son. He is going to grow up to be a man. You know, I am a bisexual woman. I am attracted to females. Yes, but I'm also attracted to men. Like it is hard for me to say, like, I don't trust men. And I think that's the cards that I've been given. Right. I have been sexually assaulted multiple times in my life in different forms in different ways Mm -hmm. i have been raped i have been groped i have been as you would say like manhandled i have had sex without consent like 
however you want to word it, that has happened to me. Right. I have been drugged into rape, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think this is one of the first times I've ever said that. I've talked to, you know, my partner, my family, and, you know, things like that. But I've had a lot of shit done mm-hmm. to me by men. Yeah. And I think that's something that is so scary. And the fact that I'm talking about it now makes me emotional because when I'm talking about it, it almost feels like it's normal. Right. And that's what that's the, that's the worst part about and it. That's is the, fact, the scary. That's the part. worst part about it. You can say it. Yeah. You can talk about it like we're talking about. Yeah. Having a walk like at the you, park. Yeah. You went to Disneyland. We're like, yeah. Yeah. And that's just, I have, I remember, and I will tell you one time and again, guys, this is many times. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was living in Utah. I was working at Tanning. Like I met this guy and he was really cute, really tall. I had a truck truck was probably like the first red flag. Tarot, get off my computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. My cat is like walking all over. <laughs> um, and he asked me out on a date mm-hmm. and I was, you know, so happy. No, whatever. So we go on a date, we go get dinner and I only had one drink at dinner. And then he asked me back to his place and I said, yes, I went back to his place and he made me one drink at his place. Okay. At his place. I woke up the next morning my shirt was on backwards. I was in his bed and I don't remember anything from that night. Wow. You guys know, like, I can drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had two drinks. I don't remember anything that happened. You guys can't tell me that nothing happened. I woke up, I was sore. I had bruises all over my legs, on my butt cheeks oh wow okay um my vagina was sore and i left early he was still asleep i was walking distance to my house i got up i put my clothes on the right way and i fucking left right oh for sure he put something in my drink yeah um you can't not i don't care if you're you know 70 pounds two drinks with food and dinner and everything like you'll be fine mm-hmm. i don't remember it doesn't matter how, how strong the drink is no. no no i woke up the next morning my vagina was sore i was in pain i started cramping i had bruises all over and my shirt was on backwards he took advantage of yeah. me a hundred percent and you know i hate that word rape you know but it's like Men will give you, even if it was a Benadryl, I don't give a fuck. It didn't have to be, you know, the date rape drug right, it didn't have or to be whatever. Real hypnol people... or any of those. Drugs no, that, yeah. no. You could have literally like slipped me two Benadryls in my drink. Like I take one Benadryl now and I'm drooling on the couch. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sensitive to medication. You, He could have literally given me anything. But the fact that I knew that I wasn't going to have sex with him. And I woke up with my shirt backwards and inside out. I went home. I remember puking and feeling sick to my stomach. Yeah. 
And you know what I should have done? I should have got a, a rape kit. Mm-hmm. I should have went and I should have done that. But again, you guys, I was 19. And this is going back to another statistic that I want to like shout out really mm-hmm. quick. Less than 20% of rapes are reported. Right. And there are so many reasons why they aren't reported. And people, you know, yeah. and, and, and when people start going, well, why didn't you tell somebody? Why didn't you? It's not the easiest thing to do. One, there's so many reasons course, why. One, it is, it is the most, one of the most shameful things because you, you yeah. feel, you feel, how could I, how could this have happened to me? How, yes. What did, and then you start Absolutely. thinking to yourself, what did I do wrong? Or what could I have yep. re- done different in all of that? Maybe I shouldn't drink so much. And then coming from my situation, I had two drinks. This is where I fully knew. You know, I mean, I know there's other girls who are like, okay, I had 10 drinks. I was wasted. Like, I don't know what happened. Look, no, I fucking knew because I had one drink at dinner and I had one drink at his house. Two drinks at this time. I was probably like 120 pounds, like with dinner. No. And at that point also, uh, how were you feeling after that first drink? Um. Not really anything See, crazy. And there you I go. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't feel anything until I got to his house. Exactly. I blacked out once I got to his house. After the second drink. But I also, again, he was really nice at dinner, and then I felt comfortable because well, yeah. his his place was walking distance to my place. Right. So I was like, okay, like, yeah, he was he was really nice. Paid for dinner. He was like, do you want to come back and have a drink? I was like, okay, cool. And again, you there sudden, is no I reason for you to and, think anything else outside of that. Yeah. You know, the, he gave you no yeah. no reason. And for people to, you know, there there you you tell the story, and then there would be so many people, especially men, unfortunately, would be like, well, you shouldn't have gone back. You shouldn't have done this. You right. shouldn't have, know. And, you know. And that's just the unfortunate. But why not? Thing. That's the unfortunate. But thing why that, not? You know, because guess. But guess what? As a bisexual woman, if I was to go on a date with a woman, I would feel 1000% fucking comfortable if she said, hey, do you want to go back to my apartment and get a drink? Fucking hell yeah. I To this day, I would feel so fucking comfortable going back to an apartment with a woman than a man. Now, absolutely the fuck not. And again, the worst part is, is how it is always, the onus is always on the woman. There's never a point where there, where you, there, you, you don't hear why would he even think to do that. He should not have done that yeah. as opposed to you should not, yeah. you should not have worn this. You should not have said this. You should not have been there. You, you were asking have, for you it. You should not have. It's always the only, the only is always on the woman in, in this patriarchy. Always. And that's yeah. not right. Yeah. You guys weren't the cause of this. You never are mm-hmm. the cause of this. So why, why yeah. is the onus on you? And, you know, I posted things like this before on my Instagram and my TikTok about, you know, rape, sexual assault, you know, why women fear men and men have so much shit to say. Men are like, oh, not all men. That's, That's not us. You're, That's you're, you're dating the wrong men. Let me give you another statistic. Are you guys ready for this? 91% of females are raped or sexually assaulted. Okay. Let me give you the male statistic, 9%. Yep. 9%. And I'm not, you know, disregarding males. Not at all. Because males, especially in, you know, the LGBTQ plus community, yes. A lot of trans men, a lot of gay men, yes, are sexually assaulted. And I, I'm here for you and I'm an ad- advocate for you. But at the same time, 
91% of females are raped worldwide over men. And the crazy thing is that 9% of men, out of that 9% of men, it's probably not even a percent that the perpetrator was a woman. Oh, they yeah. were assaulted by other men. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Almost. 100%. Yeah. So yes. it's not, again, the onus isn't on the victim. The onus is never on the victim. It is always, it yeah. should always, and, and, and I don't understand why it's not on the perpetrator. Absolutely. Look, when somebody comes and tells me, when I hear or when I see somebody talk, talk tell their story about sexual assault or, or, mm-hmm. or rape, or even if somebody is talking poorly about them, shaming them in some way, shape or another. I will never, never be the person to say, well, I'm not like that. I, I can't do that. I can't do that because that diminishes them. Uh, how they're feeling. If they're the only way I will ever do that is by just being myself and showing people that I am not like that. I don't need to wear a badge that says safe because mm-hmm. that's BS. That's that, that is ridiculous. I couldn't put that. I couldn't do that. There's no way I'm going to say that I'm not that kind of person. I can only, okay. I can only prove that by my actions. And if somebody's never going to be comfortable with me, I'm okay with that because there's a reason for that. There's a reason they're not going to be comfortable with me. And it's probably, and it's mo- most likely not because of me. It's because of somebody that looks like me or that has the same features as me, somebody who's male, somebody who has right. done something to her or given her a yeah, reason or to do they've that been through. or given yeah. her a reason to feel that way. Absolutely. So I can't, if, if, if somebody's never going to trust me, then they're never going to trust me, but I'm always going to be available to them if they want to trust me. That's all I can do. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that I did date someone that, you know, was molested as a child Uh and they were never comfortable having sex with me. We we had just started dating. Like it wasn't like a huge thing, you know, and we had just been dating for a couple months and they had been molested as a child. Right. And they told me, they were like, hey, like, I just don't want to have sex unless I know this is going to be something serious Mm -hmm. because of this, this, and that. I respected them wholeheartedly. I was like, fucking absolutely. Like, whenever you are ready, I'm here. But if not, like, I'm not. Like, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Because it is about that. And, you know, even for me to this day, with everything that I've gone through, I remember when I first like got in my serious relationship and this is going to a different thing because I've been, you know, sexually assaulted multiple times in my life. And one of them being a serious relationship and, you know, this person was on drugs and doing things that they shouldn't have been doing. And they would come home late at night and I would be asleep and they would just pull the covers off and just have their way with me. They didn't give a fuck if I was sleeping, if I was anything, like it was like, they wanted it here and now. Yeah. If you were, they didn't care if you were ready or into it or wanted to or anything. They just wanted to. No. And I remember thinking that I needed to do that for this person to be happy and crying while it was happening. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, you know, doing it with them and then they'd go to the bathroom and I would go to the corner and I would just cry because I knew that I had been raped. Yeah. 
by someone that I had trusted. Right. And I'm, I like, I don't know. It's, it's something really amazing to be able to talk about today because I do think that like, I have to talk about it and, you know, even to help someone else, mm-hmm. whatever it is, but like, it's not okay. No, it's not okay. It's not, but you it's also, not okay. you also, because, because you can talk about it, it does show now. And that's to say that it's, it's, you know, you, you're not affected by it anymore because by, yeah, it, it's something that's always going to affect you. This yeah. is not something that's going to be something like you're not going to be able, it's, it's not a time heals all wounds kind of situation. It's not yeah. because you have no idea what's going to trigger that wound. You're, you have yeah. no idea. I mean, I mean, I'm tearing up right now. Right. Like I, you know, it's, it's a little PTSD and I think about it. And it's like, well, fuck man. Like, you know, I think I'm over it. I'm like, okay, I'm doing so good. Like I've moved on and I'm so strong now. Like, yeah, I'm fucking strong. But at the same time, it's like this shit never goes away. It's never going to go away. No, 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 it's not. But you have, uh, fortunately you have the ability to at least express it. Yes, it's going yeah. to affect you at a, in a moment, and yeah. it unfortunately may affect you later on when you actually just have a quiet moment, just having had discussed it. But you know yeah. also you are capable of moving forward, at least away from this particular moment. From the right. situation and that it, happened, no, but from this moment, you can move forward. From yeah, that. and advocate for yeah. it because, you know, this is something that I am so passionate about and, you know, I always want to talk about, I always want to you know, to be someone that is an ally. And, you know, so I hope that you guys can reach out to me. I've always said this before, even on my TikTok or Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever, like if anyone ever feels like they don't have an outlet, you don't want to call a hotline. You don't want to talk to a family member. I am really good with you guys reaching out to me on social Same media. Same with me. I, yeah. And I feel like anyone can contest to that because I always respond to everyone. Mm-hmm. So if you are going through something or you feel like you have no one to reach out to, like I will be that person for you right. and I will help you in any way that I can. Yeah, sure thing. So I hope that you guys know that. And again, even with like the hotline that we have for Hot Mess Podcast, like if you don't want to send in a voicemail, you can shoot us a text yep. and, or you can read out to reach out to Ernesto. You can reach out to me and we will always do our best to get back to you, connect with you, give you resources, whatever we can. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I actually, the, um, there was a, there was a point in time with a relationship that I was in also that I, uh, uh, when we got intimate, when we finally got intimate, she would cry whenever she would climax, she would Mm -hmm. cry. She would literally just burst into tears and she would like, pull away from me and and stop and of course the first couple of times when it first happened I was always like what's wrong what's going on but she just did not want me touching her anymore so I didn't we talked about it afterwards when you know uh, not afterward that you know immediately afterwards but we did have a discussion about it because I did ask her about it I'm like is there something And she did explain to me what was going on and it's just as a result of a previous relationship that was very abusive and making made her feel guilty when she felt pleasure he made her feel very guilty about it because she wasn't about it wasn't about her feeling pleasure it was about her pleasing him right so it was something that was tricking anytime she had an orgasm she would she would cry and i helped her through that i we got through it there was a point in time by the time the relationship was over 
um, by the time the relationship ended, she wouldn't cry anymore when she would climax. She yeah. wouldn't cry anymore. I don't know if that took with her next partner or anything like that, but you know, I at least was there for her um, and tried to help her with that. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to be able to do that with everybody that calls. I'm okay. not, you know, but no. but I I, but I, at I least have you and some, I are both empathetic for sure. I, I I can if I don't have an answer, which I probably won't. I'm, neither of us probably will because each situation is is different. Different. But I can definitely do my best to give you whether it's the information that you need or knowledge from either an experience of mine or somebody that has also uh, um, has also confided in me. Right. I mean, it, I mean, it takes a village, right? Yeah. It takes a village to raise kids. It takes a village to whatever, like this is our village. And if you guys feel like you want to reach out to us, fucking do it. If I don't know something, I'll talk to Ernesto. If Ernesto's in know something he'll talk to me if not we'll google it we'll research we'll help you guys we will find hotlines we will do whatever we can to help you guys so i want you guys to never feel alone because you know going back to the last podcast i never had that i like when it came to my addiction and things like that i never felt like i had an outlet i never felt like i knew anyone to help me right you guys have that so take pride in that and know that we are here for you no matter what. Right. And I hope you guys know that. Yeah. And if you guys yeah. want to reach out with us, you want to give us a call, uh, leave us a message. Like I said in previous me- in previous podcasts before also, if it's a message that is personal and you want it just to be for us, I'm not going to play it on the, on, the, on the podcast. That's not what it's about. We're not going to use every voicemail that comes in to play on the podcast. If, no. it's, if it's something that you just wanted to reach out to us, you wanted to vent or anything like that. And it, it was kind of one of those burn books, you know, it's burn after writing, you know, if that's, if that's how you feel, then yeah, we'll do that. We'll just, we'll listen to it if you want it to vent and then we'll just delete it or move on. If you want to communicate or contact with us, you can just let us know and we'll reach out to you. That number for the hotline is area code 310-494-6811. That's 310-494-6811. Also, our socials, you can find our socials on the website, which is a hotmesspodcast.com that has all of our socials. It has the uh, it has the podcast socials. So you can always reach out to us where there are so many avenues you can reach out to us. Please do so mm-hmm. if you want to. Yeah, and I feel like on Instagram, too, especially through my DMs, that's the easy, easiest way to get a hold of me. I'm very receptive to, you know, messaging back and seeing everything. So don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I know a lot of you guys are going through difficult things in your life. We all are, but just know that you have a way out and you have resources and, you know, you guys have so many options to listen to podcasts and, you know, we are so grateful that you listen to ours because I know we're funny and we joke and we talk about sex and anal and buttholes and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, like we're real people, we've gone through shit, we have experienced shit, and we hope to take you on this journey and help you in any way that we can. Most definitely. Yeah. So we love you guys. Thank you that you have joined us for another week of Hot Mess Podcast. You guys know we love you so much. You guys mean the world to us. And yeah, and uh, just know that we did talk. You know, it was a it was a heavy talk, but just because 
I am who I am. The outro is not going to be as heavy. <laughs> it, 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 it will be. It's going to be buttholes. It will be inappropriate because that's just the outro that, that just it, comes with we it. Ha- it's, a, it's a hot mess, guys. We have to have a mix, okay? That's just how it works. Right. So it fits perfectly for us. And, you know, even after a heavy topic, we like to lighten the mood and just let you know that we love you guys. We support you no matter what. And we're just grateful for you guys. Yes. So, yes. Until next week, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. I hope you guys are enjoying your Monday. We will see you next Monday. Thank you for tuning in. And until then, guys, be happy, be brave, do something kind for someone else. And we will see you next week. Bye. woman that friend zones a man after he expresses interest in having a romantic relationship with her that then still allows solicits and expects that man to invest his vulnerability time and energy into her in the name of friendship that woman is a fuckboy. boy if there's one thing you should know about me it's that i get shit done and if there's another thing it's that i have a mental breakdown right before i get shit done name something people take with them to the beach turkey the f- <laughs> thing you buy in a supermarket uh turkey (laughs) food often stuffed turkey (laughs) good afternoon thank you so much for coming we have a couple of things to cover today so i'm going to try and move really quickly to start off why okay uh secondly is how come how come Uh and finally how dare you what's it like to date me hmm you ever had a migraine and an erection at the same time I'm surrounded by snakes. <laughs> not me. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a snake. I'm a piggy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. What animal are you? <laughs> I don't know what I am. Are you like a maybe like a little a little sheep? A little bear? Sheep is a follower. I mean, you're, you're, not always, sheep. you're like a little bear. Okay. Like a little tiger? Now, you may be asking yourself, uh, Kevin Bean, why does a rat have two heads? Here's what's going on. There is a guy that we have talked about on this show before who is apparently a well-respected Italian surgeon. His name is Sergio Canavero, and he has been making the news a lot in the last couple years because he says he is going to perform successfully the first ever human head transplant. So he says he's got a system. He has figured out a way to do it successfully, to transfer a head onto somebody else's body. Okay. Now, there's another surgeon in China who, who is using Mr. Dr. Canavero's technique to build up to this, and he is performing head transplants right now on rats, and they are successful, ladies and gentlemen. But this has two heads. Yes. Yeah, which that, one works? This is what they both work. This is what, what? This is what this guy in China did, all right? He cut the head off of a rat. <laughs> I which, hate this. I hate it too, but I understand why, you know, you make pro- progress in surgery by testing on. Hey, on- I'm-
I'm fine with it so far. Go ahead. All right. He cut a head off on a rat and then figured out a way to transplant it onto the body of another rat that also has his own head. So now this rat has two heads that both work. Their little eyes work. Their little mouth works. The blood supply works. They've hooked it all up. So this rat literally has a head on top of his head. But this is where we're at is a two-headed rat. And we asked Dave if there's any way we could talk to somebody on this story. And I'm not sure exactly who we have. Do we have the Chinese doctor? Who's on the phone there, sir? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Hey. 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 What's happening, guys? <laughs> it's, two it's, it's the rat with two heads. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> How are you? How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good. Yeah. 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 It must have been a bad surprise for you to wake up and realize that your head was transplanted onto another rat's body. Well, that's not ideal. You shut up. 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 So how's it how's it going? Uh, it's frustrating because listen, I'd rather I got not be, my back. You know, I'd rather not head, head, trust me. Than not be what are you going to try to be dead? I mean, at least he's got a head. <laughs> so is one of you happy? Well, I mean, I can't really imagine that he's really happy. one guy who tried to make all the decisions, and the other guy, you know, just hanging up and back. And, you know, we were table for one. I don't know if we both can make find a way to settle things. I could talk to you two all day. You haven't said a word. You've been laughing all the time. Neither here nor there. I think you're messing the whole talk about it. I can't hear you say anything. 